The Holy Spirit anoints the word. And just like we just read, he is active to fulfill and watch, watching over a watching over his word to perform it. This isn't a crapshoot. We know about uh, Smith Wigglesworth and the stories. If you don't, he's an apostle of faith. God used him mightily. Changed, changed the church world in a great way. In one of his prayer lines, he was passing a kidney stone. Now, anybody know anybody ever passed a kidney stone? I don't. Anybody in here? You did. Oh, God bless. Nomine Patri, feel that you spirit the Santo. They are worse. Our son, our our number three son, had some kidney stones that he passed. And he said, I've never experienced pain like that. Size of a peppercorn. I mean, size of a little fleck of of pepper. Smith Wigglesworth is in a miracle and healing prayer line. He's got blood dripping down his legs. Passing a kidney stone while he's in ministry. Was there pain going on? Pain sure wanted to control his ministry there, don't you think? Amen? But he stayed fast. He stood steadfast, and he ministered the will of God. Hallelujah. Cleaned it up afterwards. Didn't worry about it. Because the kingdom was such a reality to him. Doing the works of the Father. Doing the will of the Father. It's not just doing the works of the Father. It's doing the will of the Father. I believe in the 2020 that whosoever and saints says, God doesn't force his will on us, but he wants you and I to embrace it. He wants us to capture it and to hear it and apply it. Amen? Amen. Go with me to Luke chapter 4 for a moment, please. Ooh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Real quick trivia catch up. How old was Jesus? Or they they most people suggest that how old he was when he was anointed by the Holy Spirit and baptized by John. Thirty? Thirty years old? Amen. We'll just go with thirty. Y'all in agreement? Come on, preach back at me. Let me know you're here. 30 years. At the age of 12, he had done no ministry, moving in none of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. But at the age of 12, he leaves the caravan where Joseph and Mary are involved, and he goes to the temple in Jerusalem. And he begins to engage in conversation with the Pharisees and the Sadducees at 12 years old. Say 12 years old. It wasn't because he was God in flesh. It was because he was being tutored and his parents were grooming him and nurturing him in the, in the wisdom and admonition of the Lord. Amen. He was without sin. But man, he was taken in the word of God. He, of course, that anointing we know in Jeremiah... The scripture says that Jeremiah was called from the womb as a prophet to the nations. Amen. 
Say in the womb. That's a baby. Don't anybody in here ever cower to what the media or medical science or the, the Antichrist spirit is trying to prop, propagate. It's not a baby till it has a heartbeat. No, the second of inception, that baby is placed in there. And it's just getting a house built for itself. Come on. We will not cower to what the world system's trying to sell and buy into their business. That's a child. Amen. Hallelujah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whew. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to 2020, guys. Listen, there's so many dynamics going on. What's going to make the church shine brighter? The faith that you and I enjoy and, and, and demonstrate. Faith, faith goes public. Faith is a public. And it's, I'm going to say this to you, too. Faith, <laughs> it's like you've heard it said before. Anywhere Paul went, he had one of two responses, usually. Revival or riot. That's right. <laughs> Revival or riot. Hallelujah. For whosoever accepted him is almost like he was walking in the footsteps of Jesus. In John 1, 12, what did it say? He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right authority and power to become children of God. I want to say this, wherever God sends you this year, whoever hears the report that you carry and the message you carry and the message you are, the message you demonstrate, it's not, a, it's not going to be a year for the weak. It's going to be a year for the strong. It's going to be a year for those, and the ones who are strong are those who believe and speak. Those who act on what the Bible says. They don't just have a mental knowledge of it. They don't just have a mental ascent. A lot of people in pulpits across this nation and across the earth, people can quote the scriptures, they can quote chapters, and they're not even born again. So this isn't about mental, mental science. It's not about intellect or wisdom. It's about the Holy Ghost and the power of God and the anointing on the word. The Holy Spirit anoints the word. And guess what? As the word, we know this, John said, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his, uh, his glory. Glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He is the word made flesh. Glory to God. I'm still at 30 years old. 30 years he's under the teaching and instruction of the word. Through tutors and by the Holy Ghost. He's still being tutored by the Spirit. Why? Because his heart was bent that way. All righteousness was being fulfilled. Even when he went to get baptized by John. And he comes up to John. And John, John, John realizes and recognizes the anointing. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Hey, Mary came to him. Womb to womb. Six months, John was six months in Elizabeth's womb and does a backflip when Jesus comes on the scene. Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Shika. 
But see, the Bible, well, glory to God, we have revelation. The Bible says she, Elizabeth, was filled with the Holy Ghost. She wasn't even born again. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I was filled with the Spirit when the, you came, when the mother of my Lord came into my audience. How is it the mother of my Lord comes into my presence? You're talking about supernatural operations. Downloads. He is the word made flesh that the flesh might be made, being made the word. We were flesh creatures. Amen. Twelve years old. He's baffling them with what? With his wisdom and knowledge and understanding of scripture. That's why I'm going to tell you what, regardless, we better know what spirit we are dealing with when we're out here and what spirit we are of when we're ministering. Because it's easy to drift. Now, I'm not saying this to put you into fear. But the, the responsibility for you and I to know him and the power of his resurrection, dear God, to know the Holy Spirit so intimately who loves and purposes to reveal Jesus to us, who loves and delights to reveal the Father to us. You can't separate the Trinity. Come on. Look at chapter 4. Jesus gets baptized by John. Well, let me, before we get into chapter 4 of Luke, Jesus gets baptized by John, and John, he comes up to him, and John says, I have need to be baptized by you. Now, this man's been baptized on a whole lot of folk for the remission of sins. Amen? The voice of one crying in the wilderness, fulfilling Malachi chapter 4. 400 years after the prophet spoke Malachi, here's John, the messenger sent before the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. A supernatural birth as well. Say supernatural. We can't be afraid of the supernatural. We should embrace it. Because we're born of a supernatural God. And the seed you and I are born of is supernatural. So supernatural should be very natural to us. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus is... When he comes to be baptized in water, and John says, "Ah, I... I shouldn't baptize you. I need to be baptized by you. And what does Jesus say? John, let it be so that all righteousness may be fulfilled. I'm humbling myself to the scripture. The word that was made flesh submitted to the full revelation and authority of scripture. What's going to separate the church in this hour and the hours that we're coming in? Listen, I love the body. But listen, not everybody's going to be on God's page, guys. Right now, the fear of man is infiltrating and trying to invade congregations all over the world. And we are no exception. We're no exception. The prince of the power of the air is still the prince of the power of the air. But the good news is where faith is and obedience and the leadership of the Holy Ghost, that air, (laughs) there's a current 
in the air. And it's faith and it's filled with life and godliness and holiness and righteousness in the midst of a perverse generation. Jesus didn't worry one bit about it. Everywhere he went, what, 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 what went with Jesus everywhere he went? The kingdom of God, the love of the Father. You and I have nothing to fear, glory to God, because in him we live and move and have our being. As he is, so are we in the world, glory to God. It doesn't get any better than this. But how do we live our Christianity out? There's going to be many things that are going to be coming up in the earth to challenge Christians to be quiet. Take you get get in your place, Christians. You get in the place that the power of the air wants you in. And what's he want you in? He wants you silent. He wants to quiet the gospel. He wants to silence the gospel. Hallelujah. Not hallelujah, he wants to silence it. But hallelujah. Glory to God, the church, and that person, the people of God that will take their place. Speak. The love always be in the motive, but faith be in the method. Amen. Having a voice. Being his voice near earth. Look at this with me. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, he had been baptized by John. Chapter 3 there, but then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Ghost. So Jesus, as a man, needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, he was anointed of the Holy Ghost. But he had to be filled with the Holy Spirit to do the works of God. Come on. So being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He wasn't caught off guard. The Holy Spirit wasn't bringing him into a bad situation. It was test time. What was going to be tested in Jesus' life? The word. Hallelujah. That devil is going to test the word of God. Not only, now listen, you have to remember this. You have to think about these things and, and ponder on it. From Genesis 3, Satan has been looking for the seed of the woman. From Genesis 3, he's been looking through societies and across the earth looking for the seed of the woman. All through that time, looking for the seed of the woman. When Jesus gets baptized in the Holy Ghost, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Some people heard the voice of God. An angel has spoken. Read the book. The people that were gathered there heard the audible voice of God. Some in different ways. An angel has spoken. It thundered. 
But guess who heard something? The prince of the power of the air. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> Whoa, the cat's out of the bag. The seed of the woman's now on planet Earth. Just been baptized in the Holy Ghost. And now is being led for a 40-day fast by the Spirit to a, for the greatest confrontation. You think this was com- great confrontation number one for Jesus in, in, as the anointed one. Well, actually, it's not. I mean, as a child, they wanted to kill him. Well, let, but let's just deal with from the time he's anointed. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's led by the Spirit. The Word that was made flesh had to learn the Word in, as a human. He laid his aside. See, guys, we don't realize what he laid aside. We sang about it. He laid his glory down so that he would come as human and have to experience exactly a path that he would carve out for you and I to follow. So now, the devil understands, say the devil understands. He understands that this is the seed of the woman, the promise of of God. This one's going to crush my head. It's been prophesied. I heard, I was there, there's a Satan speaking. I was there when God said it to me. I've never forgotten it and I've been trying to kill that seed ever since I heard that word. To prevent that seed from coming to pass. But now I here he is. And I'll tell you what. That spirit of the world is going to try to ask you the same kind of questions. Even through family members. A lot of times we forget about the things Jesus said. As Christians. We pray for our families. We're believing for their salvation. And rightfully so. But Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I'm going to divide families. My presence, my word, my gospel is going to divide family units. It's not what God wants, but he understands that. That's what will happen when people give their life to God. When people sell out to Jesus Christ, my God. And they're not afraid to follow the lamb, no matter where that path takes them. Amen? Being Orostene. And he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Verse 2. Being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Afterwards, 40 days. That's pretty interesting. When you go on a long fast without food, after about a week, your desire for it begins to shut down. Your desire for food shuts down. Your body, all of a sudden, just there's this transition happening in the human body. And in your mind. 
because that desire and, and need for food has now been put to the side. And your body understands this. And now you get weak. You begin to get weak because food produces energy. God created this whole thing. But he, after 40 days of fasting and being tempted, the Bible says he was hungry. And if you understand, it's at 40 days without food where the body begins to turn against itself. Medical science. If a person is without food for 40 days, the body begins to turn on itself. So this is perfect timing. Amen? <clears throat> and in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when he had ended, he was hungry. Verse 3. And the devil said to him, If you are the son of God. What's being, what's being attacked here? Come on. Identity. Say identity. If he can get Jesus to deny it, he will defeat him. He knows he's the seed. The devil heard the voice of God. And by the way, he's not omnipresent. But he was on this scene because of Herod and all the previous activity that had taken place. Amen? Amen? If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread, because I know you're hungry. And if you're a son of God, it's a miracle you can perform. But Jesus answered him, answered him saying, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of God. Um, remember Jesus said this? Satan is in the world and has no part of me. Say no part. Because he was perfect without sin. We were all sinners saved by grace. Amen? We have the spirit of God, but we have the anointing in a measure. Jesus had the anointing without measure. Because he was perfect and pure. But look at the way he managed this. The devil is is certainly capitalizing on his situation. Amen? If you're the son of God, so identity, his identity, if you are the word... If you're the word, command these stones to be bread. If you are the word made flesh, command these stones to become bread and take, you know, take care of your need. Because I know you can. You know you can. <laughs> it is written. The word responds to temptation with the word. Man shall not live in bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. I'm not led by you, Satan. 
even at my weakest moment. See, not only does your, your whole digestive system begin to shut down and everything else and become on pause, it's almost like it goes on pause. But food and activity help fuel the, keep the brain and, and uh, you know, everything on the page where you're not listless and you don't get dull. Jesus is at his weakest moment. And I'll tell you what, sometimes we feel like we're at our weakest moment. What do we say? How do we manage it? What are we going to do with it? What is the path here? For victory. What is the path we can see in this teaching and instance of Scripture? A, number one, be being filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul said it. Paul said, be being filled with the Spirit. Be being filled with the Spirit. Because the Spirit will give you the strength, the power. The, what? He, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you. You'll receive dunamis, dynamite power. To be able to walk the walk and talk the talk. Amen. So Jesus received that. Then the devil, verse 5, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I'll give you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me. By how did he get it delivered? Adam. Amen. Say Adam one. Not Adam ant. Adam one. This has been delivered to me. By a human. And I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore. Jesus, if you will worship before me, all this will be yours. The splendors of the entire earth he's presenting before him because he wants his homage. Why do you think Jesus said you cannot serve two masters? You cannot serve God and mammon. He showed him the wealth of the entire planet and offered it to him. Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God. And him only you shall serve. The word of God, Jesus, needed to be baptized in the spirit. And the spirit was guiding him through this whole temptation. He was led by the spirit to be tempted. But he was also the solution for every. He was going to guide him through every temptation. What happens when we're tempted? Is the Holy Spirit a part of it? Do we have the fellowship of the Holy Ghost? And is he giving us the word to speak? Because that's what we're seeing here, guys. The Holy Spirit will use the word to defeat every temptation. 
Glory to God. People are saying, listen, we're seeing articles. People are out here now. Please hear this. We want the word in the spirit. And a lot of churches, they've only had the word. And now they're being exposed to the move of the spirit. And they're just wanting only the spirit. Now there's teaching in the body of Christ that says, you don't need the Bible anymore. Because they had the Holy Ghost. Before there is ever a chapter and verse. All you need is the spirit. Ah. Hallelujah. Preaching pretty good. No, I need the word. (laughs) You touch my word. Going to get ugly. And I have the spirit to back it up. But if I have the spirit only, how do you know? Paul in Galatians 3, you remember it? He says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Having started off in the flesh or in the spirit, you're now living according to your flesh. He had every right. I mean, it was necessary. I'm glad we're in a congregation where the spirit of God gets a hold of, of two nobodies and more. Tim and Elena, if they're up here and through the body, but particularly through this leadership that we're willing to say, God, not our will, but your will be done. The preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is of the Lord. That's the most important thing. We can pray for seven hours a day, study the word another seven, and come here Sunday morning, and God can shift the whole thing. Because there's one sheep in here, possibly. One sheep. We're all saying, well, why have I heard that message before? Well, there's one person, possibly, in the body of Christ here that needs to hear the word of God for that moment. And God will leave the 99 to get to the one. My God, because he loves him. Don't ever take any message as invalid or I've heard this before. That's pride. It's arrogance. Kenneth Hagin's wife was asked, don't you ever get sick of Mark 11, 23 and 24? She heard it every two times a day, three times a day in meetings. Mark 11, 23, 24. Brother Hagin taught it. Over and over and over again. And when she was asked, she said, don't you ever get tired of hearing that? She said, no, it's fresh every time I hear it. And there's levels of revelation in every verse. Glory to God. Anyway, so let's go on. I hope this is helping you. Verse 9, then he brought him, Jesus, the devil brought Jesus to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God. You're winning so far. But I'm going to hit you with one more test here. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from here. Now the devil finally catches on to Jesus's wisdom. And he said to Jesus, Satan says to Jesus, the word, it is written. (laughs) He's a, he's a brilliant enemy. He shall give his changels charge over you to keep you. 
and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Show me what you got, Jesus. Now, I quoted the word to you, Jesus. Put up or shut up. Come on. Don't think for a moment that Christians with the wrong spirit won't get in your face and challenge your Christianity or, or what God has you doing or your assignment. Verse 12, and Jesus answered and said to him, <laughs> it has been said, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until another opportune time. But he lost that battle. How did he lose it, saints? Filled with the spirit. Filled with the word. Actually, he was filled with the word first. Anointed by the Holy Ghost. Filled with the spirit. And now you got both. The word and the spirit. We have to be very careful. Listen, because we need the word and we need the spirit. I'm not going to minimize the importance of being led by the Holy Ghost. We're taught to do that in Romans 8.14. Those who are sons of God are led Guided by the Spirit of God. Well, what, what can, how can he guide us? In his love and benevolence, if you're a baby Christian, you can still get those promptings and all, and yet you lack knowledge of the Word. But you need to be in a place where you're being taught the Word of God. And you have to be responsible to read it and study it on your own. The devil's still playing the same game. Speaking to Christians in the first person, I don't have time for prayer. I don't have time for the word. My schedule is too busy. It's because you are undisciplined. It's because the tail is still wagging the dog. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Part of that sound mind is I need to get my life in order. I need to set priorities the way God wants me to set priorities. Not the way I think they should be. Father in heaven, how do you want me to order my life? What needs to change in my life? We're coming into 2020. Now, listen. All we need to have the same results that we've had up to this moment is do nothing going into 2020. Keep doing the same thing. But trees grow. Trees' roots have to be connected to the water, which is the spirit. But they draw strength from the ground, the nutrients of the earth. Which is a type of the nourishment of God from his word. Isaiah 61, 3. And they will become oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. And I release that over every one of your lives. I put a stand there. I decree that every person connected to good news is an oak of righteousness. 
the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. That we are a people who love the word. We are a people being transformed by the word and the spirit. Ah, shakatarai. That there's a change. Listen, beloved, there's a change that has to come in our growth process. Even as adults, we've, we grow and we continue to learn. It's almost in circles of life of decades. 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, 60 to 70, 70 to 80. These are cycles of growth. We begin to see the word with different eyes, with a greater comprehension and understanding. John 3.16 means more to me today than the, the day I got saved. Because the entrance of the word gives light. Greater comprehension. The Apostle Paul, in the beginning of his ministry, I've said this before, we'll close in a moment. The Apostle Paul said, I, Paul, an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he planted churches, but he he had to establish his office so that they would stay on course of the things that he had planted in them. Amen. Halfway through his ministry, he says in his letters, I, Paul, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) Say growing. At the conclusion, or just before his end, in his, one of his last letters, he says, I, Paul, chief of sinners. Chief of sinners. Now, in my mind, I would think it would be the opposite way. I, Paul, chief of sinners, saved by grace through faith. And halfway through his ministry, I, Paul, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, and towards the conclusion of his ministry and life, I, Paul, an apostle of the Lord. Now, he starts off because he's he's sent into a mission field as an apostle and a sent one to establish the kingdom of God, plant churches, and establish leaders. But then as he was growing in his relationship with the word and the spirit, he said, I, Paul, servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. And now think about it. It parallels what Jesus said. I didn't come to be served. But I came to serve. I came to give a model to every, anyone that receives me and follows me. But at the conclusion of his ministry, he says, I, Paul, chief of sinners. And it wasn't because he was getting dark or backsliding. Because of his encounters with the Lord, he realized how holy he is, how awesome he is. And the life he lived before his grace touched his life. 
as religious and perfectly religious as it was, it was but dung in value in comparison. I ask you a question today. We are all graced with giftings and grace, but is it your gift? Is it your grace? Or is it his gift and his grace? We've been all blessed to receive gifting and grace. But it's his. And he looks at us as sons and daughters to, and he entrusts us with his goodness and his word and his spirit. And with gifting and graces that we would steward them. And make Papa happy. We're going into 2020 with an I pray with a new resolve. That is no longer I that live, but Christ lives in me. Please stand. <clears throat>